Hi everyone, I'm Chef Manny. Welcome to the Chef King Cook Podcast. This podcast is a journey into the life of chefs and cooks like myself. Ever wonder what it's like to work in a kitchen as a cook or chef? Well, this is the right podcast for you. So join me on Chef King Cook as we discuss the things that matters to cook the most, or at least affect cooks. From finances, mental health in the kitchen, and my favorite topic, family life as a chef. So join me on the Chef Can Cook podcast. PK, how you doing? Start Eileen in the house. How you been? I've been good. I've been chilling. That's what's up. Hey, congratulations on your brand. You know, you you have some pretty good stuff going on here, young lady. Uh, you know, I try. I've been growing it for a little bit now. Pandemic definitely giving me a chance to settle down and focus on my work. Oh, that's that's awesome. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of us have been affected by the pandemic, especially, you know, us in the cooking industry. So it's either you adapt or die or you just keep pushing, you know, when those obstacles are coming your way. So I must say you you've done pretty good, you know, with especially you've been fussy, you've been doing a lot of farming and skateboarding. You live in life as usual. Now, I like that. I like your kind of spirits. Thank you. I like to keep a nice positive energy around me. Yo, that's that's great. So you grew up from you from Indiana. How'd you end up moving to New York? Um, my parents are actually from New York. My dad's born and raised in Harlem. He's been there literally his whole life. And my mom's from the Bronx. I was originally actually born in Manhattan, but we just moved to Indiana when I was like really young. And I guess my mom missed like the city life, so we came back. Wow, that that's that's awesome because like I did some research in Indiana. This is a great place. A lot of uh, great agriculture and stuff like that. A lot of farming in Indiana. You know, do you miss it? I do. Like um, when I was young, there was like a lot. A lot of people were like really nice to me. All my teachers growing up were really nice. We did uh, do a lot of field trips to farms and such. They were always like really nice people. But uh, there's also like a pretty dark culture in Indiana as well. Oh, so what do you mean dark culture? If I may ask, um, it's a lot of racism going on in America. Okay. I mean, we have seen that so far this year has really brought us up, you know, open our eyes to a lot of people who doesn't believe that such thing exists, you know, but it's unfortunate. Yeah. I wouldn't say it doesn't exist. I just think people are like more comfortable now being racist than they were, let's say 10, 20 years ago. And no, that's what I meant when I say like it doesn't exist because in terms of like open people's eyes, because a lot of people doesn't seem to understand those uh, 
ideals of like what it's like to be black and raised in a state like Indiana or Georgia, Virginia, anywhere down south, which is kind of like put that image in everybody's life, you know? So this is like, it is is very overwhelming sometimes. Just a tad bit, but you just gotta straighten your shoulders up and move on to the next task. So what make you fall in love with food? Did you always want to cook since you was a kid or is it just something that, you know, you decided just like many of us, you just jump into it and without knowing what to expect or you just always want to cook? Um, well, my mom always loved to cook. So I would always be like what she would call like her number one taste tester in the kitchen. So I'd always like, I want to taste, I want to taste what's this, what's that. And my mom would always like experiment with foods as well just to like try to see her range on what she could do. So that's really where I get like a lot of my influence from. And I started cooking off pretty young too as well. Like I remember I just like, I could do that, I could do that. And then I could, I could do it. Yeah, it's like you are what I call uh, the generation of cooks who can do whatever. There's no limitation to you. I mean, well, you're still learning, and I'm still learning. And but the thing about uh, your type of your style of cooking that I like is like you doesn't limit yourself into one category. A lot of us in the industry, yeah, we can cook. We seem to have the same. We were trained the same way, but not all of us have the same skills. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us feel like, oh, yeah, I'm sticking to that part of cooking. Like, if I know Italian cooking, I'm going to keep doing that. If I know Mexican, I'm going to keep doing that. But you, you just really, you know, pushing the boundaries, you know. You from, you went from, I've seen you make great pizza, then whatever you decide to to, you know, to do, I see you can do it. So do you feel like yourself, you limit, you're limited or you still like can push the boundary however you want to? I feel like you're only limited to your mind space. Like I'm so big on, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. And that's really it. So if I see something I want to try, I'm automatically going to go for it. There's no such thing as like, I can't do, I you know, I, I, I doesn't feel to be like, um, I have to try to put this the, the proper way. It is, which is like, how do you feel like to be like one of the few uh, women in the kitchen that are, that are actually where you actually work now for a cupboard kitchen? How does it feel to be like one of those women who's not only, you don't only do pastry, but you also do, you know, work the hotline, any station they put you on and you could accomplish it. How does it feel? Because especially working in a, in a male-dominant, you know, industry, which is, I think it sucks sometimes because I think we need more women like yourself and others that you and I work with to be able to be pushing the forefront of doing great, great dishes. And, and also not only great dishes, like running kitchen. How do you feel about that? I feel like, I feel like it's definitely a push like working in a male dominant world, you definitely have to push back. You definitely get seen as um, a lot of uh, trigger words for women, pushy, bossy, or too emotional. When guys will get seen as passionate, 
or like gung ho, you know? So it's definitely still like give and take, but it's getting there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like I'm a huge fan for women in the kitchen because I'm tired of every time uh, they see, in our industry, you see women in the kitchen is just, is either they do they are pastry chefs, you know, or they either not working the hard station in, in the kitchen, which is like, in, in reality, that's not even it. I work with some amazing, over the years, I've had the opportunity to work with some amazing women who work all the station. And I think that's incredible in like, especially grills to saute, you name it. And I do feel like the industry is some kind of like, it's, we are making progress, but we need to push more for women in the kitchen to be able to be um, as successful as their male counterpart, you know? Because I don't want to, a lot of time you see famous chefs, you always see them like, uh, is either on television or you'll see them in a magazine. But in, in rationality, in working in kitchen, I, I need to see more just because you're not a celebrity, but I still need want to see the industry push for more women to be able to cook and see them like as badass chef as they are. Mostly what I think it is like, especially in like the media world, it's like you see a guy in the kitchen, you can blow that up. Like, Whoa, this guy can do this. This guy can do that. You see a girl in the kitchen. It's just like, okay. And, and, and one thing I'm going to say, like, do you have any favorite dish that you like to cook in the kitchen? Um, Always some kind of curry, some kind of, like, coconut rice or something like that. Like, that just plays strong to my roots. Like, a lot of things my mom made growing up. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Do you see yourself... Uh, expanding your brand like in terms of like open the storefront or or do you and also what make you different from everybody else that's doing the same thing that you're doing because i've seen a lot of people online uh you know even our colleague uh, jumping in the same you know market as you are so how do you how do you stay elevated and be able to push the boundaries and make yourself different from everybody else Honestly, I really would say I don't know. Like there, there's a million people out there doing the same thing. I'm just out here doing it my own separate way. I try to put as much love and respect into my products always just because I would never want to get a product back that doesn't have that same love and respect, if you know what I mean. No, I do. I do understand where you're coming from because like you put everything you do, you seem to do it with a lot of heart. And that's why I believe in our industry is missing nowadays because everybody is like, I had Derica, uh, you know, Derica McFarland, she was in the show recently and she, me, her and I was discussing what it's like to, to be a brand owner, to be able to start your own business and everything like that and to be able to make it different. And she was telling me that a market is very slim because there's a lot of people doing vegan stuff but she, the way she is, because she's vegan Jamaican, she does her own, her own hot sauce and all stuff. So is your, or is your edibles or like something similar like that or like more 
create it for people or just you you do whatever comes to mind and great ideas come to mind? Well, actually, a lot of my edibles are, I wouldn't say completely vegan because I do use honey, but I like to stick with no gelatin, no pork substitutes or anything like such. I like to keep it completely swine free. So a lot of my edibles are actually vegan. Cool. So over the years, you and I worked together and you see, you have a really not, I would say hate uh, for pork product. What is it about pork that, that you don't like so much? I don't like on swine. That's simply it. I haven't had a need for it in my entire life. I haven't been fed it in my entire life and I just rather keep it that way. There's so much other healthy options out there. I'm not trying to kick pork, just meat in general. There's so much more healthier things that you can eat. Oh, okay. Because I, I always wanted to ask you that, you know, to know like, hey, what's the story behind you with the, that you dislike pork? And now that you explain it, uh, totally understanding. So, you also like to go outdoors and camping. Do you been doing that since you was a kid or you just wanted to, it's something that you like to be with nature? Oh, when I was a kid and we lived in Indiana, we had this thing called cool school days. And it was basically like during the summertime, you can pick up an extracurricular activity. I always chose like, you can choose like making lotion or candles. You can do outdoorsy stuff like the woods. Um, it was a bunch of things that you can choose. And I always just chose the outdoors because I love nature. Oh, oh, that's that's cool. Like, because I've seen you gone camping and you do some very interesting cooking while you was camping. The last time you were camping, I believe, you cook a whole chicken inside a watermelon. How'd that turn out? Ah, delicious. How'd you come up with that idea? Um, I've actually seen a video of this uh, Filipino lady doing it, and that's how they did it. But they usually, like, dig dig their pits a little bit more. But I just tried to, like, imitate what I see. I'm huge on that. I see something, I do it. Like, I just, like, try new things. Wow. And also, you... You're, I will not say you not, one, one thing I like about you is like, you don't limit yourself to one kind of learning and cooking. You know, like I said before, you're willing to push the boundaries of food from Asian to French. No matter what you decide to do, you're always trying to come up with some kind of clever way to make food taste good. And I actually have the opportunity to taste your cooking, which is amazing. But would you, would you say, and in your future, you see yourself uh, becoming an executive chef in the business, or do you see yourself owning your own restaurant? Or, or what? What? What do you? How do you feel about uh, your take on right currently right now in the cooking world? Do you see yourself like evolving in the industry, or just want to be your, your own type of person doing whatever you want to do? I definitely see myself evolving because if you're not learning and you're not growing then you're stagnant and you're dead but um basically i don't actually see myself in the industry much like as an executive chef and whatnot 
I definitely see myself learning more and growing more. I definitely want to expand my business more. I'm definitely trying to expand my skills. You're, you learn something new every day, and I'm big, big on that. I definitely want to own my own restaurant eventually. That's not my uh, goals for the next 10 years, but it's definitely a goal in my life. So if you were to open a restaurant, what kind of food would you like to serve? Um, that's difficult to say. I'd probably play it close to roots and just make things that I ate a lot growing up. Hey, I know you cook a pretty mean grits. I must say Yeah, that. you know, grits and eggs, grits and cheese, all big on like sardines and salmon, uh, chicken. Um, basically just home style African American food. Do, do you see yourself infusing any uh, of your edible essence into the the food that you cook, or are you just more of a like uh, specialty dinner type? Oh, of thing? I do, I do do that already. I do offer um, infused meals, and I do want to open up a fully infused restaurant one day. to do wow. a side by that, side like hey you can but you don't have to no that's not simple because like like i said you pushing the boundaries of food like i said every day and and it's very incredible and, and, it, and i'm in awe to all the new things that you and and our colleagues that we work together are doing right now you know, and if anything, quarantine taught me is to be able to be able to adapt to new things and learn different uh, type of cooking skills. Because I've seen a lot of uh, people online and, you know, on, on Instagram doing amazing meal. And some of them I also cringe also. Do, do you feel, do you how do you feel about everybody in, in online that calling themselves chef, chef this, chef that? How do you feel about I it? I feel like chef is such a widely used term that it doesn't really have that much meaning anymore. Because my issue is I feel like I let everybody now just because they post a, um, a picture of a plate of food and stuff like that and is – it's become very well known because if you don't cook the food, if you cook a food and you don't post it online, if it's most of us, the stuff you like, we have a meaning to it. Nothing, I don't have nothing against with posting pictures online or food, but I feel like right now our industry is, is building a lot of uh, people who want to be in the skill, but at the same time, doesn't not want to take the time to learn. You understand where I'm coming from, and and to be able to, to be able to, to own their skills before they can actually do all that fancy video, whatever it is, and food that they do. Semi, kind of. I understand where you're coming from, but also this is like a completely whole new generation, and the generation is online, and people are in fact learning things online nowadays, like. Me, myself, I didn't go to culinary school, but I also didn't learn online like how you see people learning online now. There's TikTok, there's YouTube, Facebook. All of this are people watching videos and 
emulating what they see online and self-teaching themselves how to do things. So they might not like be going to culinary school or they might not be like out in the real world working in restaurants, but you never know when this pandemic ends, they just might be able to hang from all this knowledge that they picked up online. It's true. You know, I mean, I did, I, I like I said, I did try to educate myself in learning from all those aspects. My main thing is, is just like, I hope everybody who decided to join our industry doesn't think that is an easy task. It's an easy thing to do, you know, because we, you're not fortunate to work Monday to Friday. A lot of people in the industry work all year long, especially during the holidays and stuff like that. So I hope whoever watching you when you make a meal online or me, wherever it is, like they understand that this is, take a lot of work, time, and dedication before you can actually make it in the industry. That's what the, a lot of businesses though. I don't think anyone goes into a task thinking, I'm going to do this because I think it'll be the easiest path because every path that you choose, there's going to be some work that you need to do to get to the top. No, no, no I totally agree with you, but it's just that I feel like sometimes a lot of people doesn't take what we take what we do for granted a little bit, you know. Especially a lot of people be like, "Oh yeah, I can I can do your job or I could do whatever she's doing." But in reality, is it's just more it takes skills, especially knife skills. You know, you have great knife skills, I must say, and to be able to to sharp your knife and take care of your tools and. Be able to work in kitchen and deal with the politics and all the all that pressure and everything. This is this is where I'm coming from. I'm like, oh, people doesn't. What I mean by people not taking what we do for granted. I think um, a lot of people do, mostly um, in the restaurant like industry more side. Like you'll just go in for a meal and like whenever things aren't your way, you're most you're just simply frustrated, pissed off. Oh my god, why can't they just get this one thing right? They don't understand what's really going on in the back of the house. Yeah, the, the, exactly. That's how I always, I always feel, you know, and that's why I'm, I, that's why I started this podcast to be able to educate whoever listened, decided to listen, and was listening, also listening to educate them from our experience, you know, from what we have learned in the kitchen and to be able to translate it to our regular and daily lives. So let's talk about something fun. What are the things that are most important to you right now in your What career? are the things that are most important to me? Customer satisfaction. Yeah. That's that's pretty great because you stand by your product and and you always deliver a great product. I've tried your your edibles. It was amazing. You got first knowledge. So Oh yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. So, what are the five important things to you right now in your life? Um, I guess family, my work. Um, I can't really say. Life is ever changing. I and that's. And that's why I, I like you. You're my modern day hippie. You you are 
very in tune with yourself. You are very, like I said, connected on a different level as everybody else. And you're not afraid to speak your mind. Everyone needs to be in tune with themselves and everyone should never be afraid to speak their mind. I feel like if you just hold on to all those negative emotions, you just harbor negativity and that shows on your person. Do you do any meditation or anything like that on your daily um, routine? I wouldn't say I've looked into meditation. Um, I can't really seem to ever clear my head, but I do like to sit with myself. I speak with myself. Like sometimes you gotta talk to the realest person in the room. Um, just normal relaxation. That's great. How did you end up falling in love with Wu Tang? Your your music um, genre are like uh, are very. I will say all over the place. You listen to country rock. You're a big fan of Nirvana. I remember. And you like Wu Tang, so uh, I must say, is it because they're from Staten Island? Or no, actually, so? I loved Wu Tang before I moved to Staten Island. Moving to Staten Island was actually a huge bonus. I was like, "What? Staten Island? Wu Tang's from there?" But um, no, I get a lot of my music influence from my parents. Um, growing up, car rides, uh, CD players, Walkmans, all this. Um, my parents always just had a wide range of music that they listened to, and they never like limited themselves to, I guess, the stereotype of what should be listened to by young black people in America. So. I mean, like I said, you are a very unique young lady because you willing, always willing to push the boundaries. I, I, every time I watch your videos and the stuff that you do, it's just incredible. Sometimes I was like a little bit dare, daring, but nevertheless, you're always willing to push the boundaries of uh, when it, whatever is uh, farming, especially during the summer, you was farming, you know, you got your own garden going. Oh, my How garden that went? was bountiful. I had uh, greens, I had like green beans, I had um, kale and arugula. I had tomatoes and eggplants. I had um, some grape vines going. I didn't get any grapes off the vines, but um, grape leaves are actually delicious. I don't know if you know. They're great to be like stuffed and rolled or wrapped. You can like um, tempura them. There's a whole bunch of things you can do with grape leaves. Um, I had some asparagus growing. I had some corn growing. Ooh, I had some potatoes in there. Got my herb garden going along still. Basil, parsley, cilantro, thyme. Do you do you see yourself uh, teaching your skill set to others in the near future? Actually, uh, I would love to teach. I would love, love, love to teach. Um, that's how the world keeps going, right? Each one, teach one. But that that. Something cool. I don't see it in my near future, but definitely in the future somewhere I would love. That would be awesome. That's that's pretty good because you you have that you know tenacity that 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 
drive to do, especially as a woman, as a black woman, you, you, you're not afraid of anything. You are very woke, you know, like the kids say nowadays, and you are very independent and you're willing to push boundaries that that's like, you know, that's supposed to be, uh, I will say, different, you know, gender domain, but you don't care. You just do it. You want you, you I saw you skateboarding, you know, you fell, it, but right, get right back up and you can cook any with the best of them. And all I can say, you're pretty I'm badass, big, girl. I'm big on, I'm big on being black and proud. I love my culture. I'm big on just loving everything I do. I love making mistakes, honestly. Because if you don't make a mistake, then you don't learn. Um, I'm big on just like living life and having fun. Try not to let things keep me down. That's good. So when the lockdown over and all everything is start to clear up, is there any place that you want to go that you was you see promise yourself when everything's over that you want to be able to travel to and kick it and be like, who I survive all this mess. Um, honestly, um, I got plans. I got plans. Yeah, I do. I'm not big on revealing yet, but there's some, some things in the world. Thank you for listening to Chef Can Cook with Chef Manny. Until next time, eat well. You can find me on social media at Chef King Cook with Chef Manny, wherever you listen to your podcast.